welcome 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 once again at copy with vance that's right this is your host vance here and i'm very excited to be here on a wednesday 9 p.m all the busy schedules has just kept aside and i'm here on a great topic on nutrition confusion and today our guest speaker is Derek ong is the founder and principal of dietitian and at eat right nutrition consultancy so let's get mr Derek on board mr Derek, how are you there good how are you how are you Vince? i am good it's been a couple of months we since we met in uh, copy events yes. right that's right yeah i think it's at least about six months uh yeah i think yeah well, yeah was was later half of last year definitely yeah Probably Thank you, Derek. Uh, for I know you yeah. just literally uh, didn't uh, jump into your seat, but basically you were just continuing your Zoom session, followed by your consultancy, and and you have a busy day today. Yes, yeah, but you know it's 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 all in the day's work. So I you know I was in the hospital earlier, seeing patients, uh, and then I had a Zoom meeting at ten, and you know then here I am today here. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for all the viewers who are just joining in. Yes, today's the topic is about nutrition confusion. Always we are talking about diet. And then when we hear the word diet, people are just scared. Uh, when mm. we talk about nutrition, it's not the mee goreng and koitia goreng or the chicken rice. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but Derek, before we even start on, I'm going to give yeah. you a great appreciation and a full of mm. gratitude because the month of March belongs to the dietitian. So 9th of it's March right, is a yeah. dietitian. So we are going to celebrate the month of March for the dietitian and the nutritionist. Thank you, Derek, for being a dietitian and taking care of many people who approach you for your assistance. Thank you. And also to all my other fellow dietitians and nutritionists, um, you know, uh, putting, a lot, putting in a lot of hard work, especially during this um, time of COVID. Uh, I think just want to also extend uh, appreciation to them as well. So um, it's uh, it's it, people don't hear much about Dietitians Day because actually it's primarily celebrated in the US. Yeah, but uh, we kind of we kind of sort of um, uh, kind of piggyback on that over here, la. Yeah. So it's, it's and nice. you said it well, uh, Derek, because we are going to give the appreciation to all the dietitians and the nutritionists out there uh, yes. to celebrate them. Right. I mean, it's uh, yeah. not an easy thing to be. Um, Derek, we are going to jump into the topic right now because I know mm. we have uh, literally prepared some of the questions that the viewers has asked us. Yes, yes. And the uh, yep. continuity of the second time that you are coming in. Um, I'm mm. just going to jump into straight to the questions. Yep. Um, mm. When we talk about diet, all right? Um, when we yep. talk about diet, what diet scares a lot of people, to be very honest? Yeah. Um, and, and then you hear this very often. People say, hey, I'm going on a diet. I'm going on a diet. Mm. And then when you ask them, they say that they are going into some kind of keto diet or Atkins diet or the yeah. IF or I'm only mm. drinking water. And some even mm. saying that I'm just going on a supplementations. So it's mm. so many diet varieties. Yeah. What what would be the best one for me, Derek? Yeah. So, I mean, in the first place, I, I, I don't actually like the word going on a diet because it implies something restrictive or something uh, not, you know, out of ordinary. Yeah, of course, you know, I, I call myself a dietitian, you see, so, you know, uh, th that's what I do. But but in, but when when the when the patient really says I'm going on a diet, so I'm, I, get, I, I get a bit worried sometimes, you see. So uh, a diet that we want to focus on, uh, again, there is no one, one size fits all, really depends on medical condition, what your health goals are. Um, and for the diets that you mentioned, uh, they could work for a certain time. You know, a keto diet does, you know, has been shown to does, you know, you can help you lose some body fat. IF, you know, some people use it successfully to uh, lose weight, you know, so it does work. 
But the thing is, is it sustainable? That's the main thing. Is it sustainable? Can you, uh, is it something you can stick to in the long run? So a diet that is, um, so first of all, you have to ask yourself that question. Is it sustainable? Second thing, is it, um, is it safe? Is the diet safe? Will you end up getting some kind of uh, deficiency or excess of certain nutrients? So, um, so that's that's the next thing you've really got to ask. Yeah. So, um, and really, and also in line with your health goals. So, I uh, we we don't um, generally try to go for anything too extreme for too long a time because we know. The body doesn't really like that, yeah. So we, we tend to go for a more balanced approach, yeah. Yeah. Although it you know, Derek, just a to bit build, boring, like yeah. <laughs> to build on that, um, to mm. further to build on that, um, when we talk about diet, people are just referring to Google Guru, and um, yes. they're just literally yeah. you know jumping into. And even right yeah. now, as we in the show of a nutrition confusion, um, yes. a lot of believers, right? Some believe only ketos. You know, I ever these yeah. couple, couple of questions has always come to me. Why are we only talking about keto? Why are we not talking about Atkins? Uh, I'm only drinking loose. So you see, with so many varieties and variations on people mm. aspect, being a mm. dietitian, what is the mm. challenges that you face? Because if I come to you and if I'm a yeah. diehard Atkins follower, yeah. you are going to give it to me and I'm definitely going to disagree. So with this mindset, do you think this ever can be get evolved in terms of we need to listen to the experts? Because you guys literally study for years and years and years with a lot of experiment and research done before you hold on to the word dietitian, the title, right? And nutritionist right. as well. So is it really tough to be a dietitian or nutritionist, Darren? Um, I would say yes. It Sometimes, so we, so occasionally, uh, actually quite a number of times, I get challenged. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with, you know, things like this, you see, you know, I'm a diehard believer in Atkins or IF and stuff like that. So rather than to say that's wrong or whatever, you know, uh, this is the right way. It's it's I I I I ask why. You know why do they believe in certain things? Uh, how has it worked for them? And then I just try to like um, go try to go from their viewpoint. What are the what are the key things that that they find useful? And then from there, I try to talk to them about you know okay this this may be good, but you know in the long run. Uh, what are the you know long-term side effects and then having having them to think a little bit about that so um we call this uh there's a term we call it roll rolling with resistance yeah um so sometimes that's how you kind of like uh, win people over you may not be able to um agree in everything uh, we we say you know we agree to disagree uh but then we still keep a kind of relationship but we re re respect um the other person yeah so, you know, in this day and age, because we all have access to so much knowledge, yep. sometimes I would say too much, too much knowledge. And sometimes too much knowledge is, is not a good thing because then you get confused. And that's why we're talking about nutrition confusion. So who should you be listening to? You see, yeah. Uh, should you be listening to that, you know, fitness influencer who got who has 50,000 followers? Is it's just because he's got more followers, he or she has got more followers, that's then we, when they say that everything he says is true and true for me, uh, so then that's when we, we have to start to question, see, how do we weigh evidence and who should we be um, listening to, see, yeah. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, as mm. we further on to the uh, more questions to come by and viewers yes. watching this, please do share and like so that more people can get aware of this topic of nutrition confusion. It's always in the market, um, especially when someone puts on weight, they say, I'm going on a diet. Um, 
Honestly speaking, uh, 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 Derek, I actually don't like the word diet because mm. diet means you're going into a very strict momentum. I think we should have mm. a new, a great food balance. I think when 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 a professional come and see you, you actually look at yeah. them based on their weight, their height, whether yeah. they have any medical conditions, yes. and then yeah. you do a, a research on them and basically you draft out a program for them in their diet. Yeah. I think this will be the proper guidance. Sure, uh, yeah. Not just when, when we first hear things about I'm going on a diet, the first thing they do is I cut down sugar, I cut down carbohydrates. Yeah, that's but right. Carbohydrates, yeah. is it a very important essential for our human body? Yes, it definitely is because uh, carbs are, I mean, it's, you know, for, for, for basic um, metabolic functioning because if you think about it, our, uh, our cells, they, they rely on glucose, you know, uh, you know, to, to, to survive and then our brain relies exclusively on 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 glucose see so the thing is um people who go on you know very low carb diets you know it just does work for a while but then it's it's eventually the brain function starts to get affected see so like for instance uh, some of my um i know we're talking about manhunt a bit later but you know some of my fellow manhunt finalists you know they, they went into <laughs> one of them in particular went into a quite extreme sort of you know cutting out all carbs and then he started feeling really very very lousy you see yeah and affected his mental function, you see. So I told him, bro, you know, you've got to add some, you know, like good carbs in, you know, says so like the low GI carbs, you know, like the, you know, the brown rice, sweet potatoes, stuff like that. Um, um, and then he felt much better. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is, you know, there, there is, uh, you know, there's some um, misconceptions and everything you do has a price to pay. Yeah. So there's, yeah. Okay, Derek, I'm gonna flash yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna flash yeah. something up for yourself with the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, yeah. so as as we, we are in the topic of a uh, nutrition confusion, I mean yeah, I'm sure I have seen some of your posts in your stories, in your Instagrams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um very inspiring because later we are gonna share some of the pictures of the food yes. that you actually yeah. Um yeah. being a dietitian with so many years of experiences, when yeah. you apply to your own self during yeah. this competition. Mm. Uh, yeah. Was it pretty easy or do you find it, was it manageable? Because you are fine-tuning yourself. Yes. Uh, how yep. was the experience? Yep. So for myself, because uh, my main goal uh, during, um, for, for Manhunt was actually, was actually to put on muscle mass. Uh, because I already had, uh, I think, a pretty, pretty decent kind of body fat level. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, the, the, the meeting was really to, to put on muscle mass. And so, um, so instead of cutting down, I actually ate, I actually ate more, yeah, overall, um, and ate more meals. So I actually increased calorie intake and to also increase exercise to build muscle, see, yeah. Uh, and then of course, protein, protein increase as well. Uh, so for me, I just did what I usually do, but more of what I usually do. So it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult. Um, I didn't want to go anything too restrictive. I uh, just added a little more uh, and, uh, you know, just determined to enjoy the process as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Thank it. you, Derek. Um, yeah. uh, one of the members actually agreed with us. Um, I think uh, from uh, one of our viewers, sorry. Uh, he said that yeah. same events, I don't yeah. like the word diet, such a negative uh, connotations. But, you know, Derek, um, I know it's going to be tough because when yeah. people come to you and then, you know, I, I, I'm a guy who loves my chocolates, right? Um, yeah, but, yeah. you know, when I when I post on my Insta, people are like, oh, you are a coach, you should be eating, or you are a mm. doctor. You I mean, we love food. I mean, that is a fact, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in, in certain conditions, like a diabetes, or whether, mm. whether a person has a high cholesterol, then yeah, your yeah. work becomes very uh, important and urgent as well, right? I mean, when sure. you need to yes. 
fine tune it. And and if for me, if like say I love my chocolates, how are you going to change me? I say no, nope, I am going to eat my chocolates. Yeah. So I would say go ahead and enjoy chocolates. Yeah. So but do it in a different way. So instead of um, you know, say if you eat chocolates, you know, you say you finish whole entire bar of chocolate, you know, or like are you um maybe can we maybe portion size it? Maybe they just do one roll and then you eat it slowly and you enjoy it. Yeah, because a lot of times why we want certain treats, you know, or, you know, uh, chocolates or, you know, it can be anything, you know, cakes or whatever, you know. Uh, I have a certain weakness, you know, for certain kinds of pastries, even myself, see. So um, I, I post things on my Instagram, you know, like a, a beautiful chocolate tart, you see. But, uh, but then I talk about it. Uh, what is your relationship with food? Do I see it as a friend or an enemy, you see? Yeah, and what is the relationship with myself? So a lot of people don't have a good relationship with food. And then they end up not having good relationship with themselves and their body. So it's, there's this whole complex thing with body image, okay? Uh, that's another whole separate topic. You can talk about it. Uh, uh, but, you know, if you want your chocolate, yes, you have your chocolate. Portion size it. Eat it slowly, mindfully. Enjoy. No guilt. Yeah, so we believe no guilt in eating. Yeah, we you know, should, you know we something. I got to say this at this yeah. point of time. Uh, yeah. Derek, I got to say this at this point of time. Mm. People are going to love you. <laughs> People are going to love you, sure, yeah. because you're saying that we should be eating, but you know, in a very nice, uh, certain uh, calibrated manner that you have just yes. uh, explained to the members. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, um, Derek, I mean, um, if let's say if I want to find certain details, I mean, of course, mm. we all we got to agree. Um, yeah. that we go to Google, right? You know, and then yeah. everything is there literally, right? Even yeah. after one month, they can call themselves di dietitian or nutritionist because they <laughs> yeah. get all this information and say, no, you should be eating this. No, you should be taking iron and banana and potassium. You know, all these yeah. things comes up. But with yeah. such a information in the social media or even mm. in the mm. net, where do you think if someone wants to get a basic information and look for credible sources of nutrition yeah. information where they can go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so um, credible sources. So, uh, Google. You can go to that. But actually, I I prefer actually another version of Google called Google Scholar. There's another version which is more scholarly, more. Um, that's more for if you want to do kind of research, you want to look up some serious research papers. Uh, that's if you go the academic route. But if you don't, if you can't be bothered to go and read all those papers, and then you look at uh, certain um, certain uh, reputable government bodies. Okay, so there are there are many around. So in Singapore, we've got you know um, we've got Singapore and a Health Promotion Board, uh, MOH, and then overseas, you know, you've got um, the US has got the famous Mayo Clinic, Harvard has a you know the School of Public Health, um, National Institute of Health. And then you've got the again all the different nutrition dietetic associations. You've got Singapore, Singapore Nutrition Dietetic Association, British Dietetic Association, Academy of Nutrition Dietetics in the US. Yeah. So these are quite credible um, sources of information. Yeah. So um, so that's that's the thing, you see. Um now I'm not against um, you know, social media influences. Yeah, that's that's that, that I'm I'm not saying that you know what I'm saying is rubbish. But when when you do follow someone, you know it might be good to check out their credentials. Yeah, uh, what what kind of training have they got? Have they got you know some you know got some um you know serious training in um in, in nutrition and dietetics or in in some areas? See, and then um 
and so you kind of know where they're where they're coming from you see so and again nowadays anyone can call themselves a nutrition influencer yeah <laughs> you know or they took yeah. an online course and say you know i'm nutritionist but um, go go look you know ask 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 for their for their credentials you know which university you will go to you know uh what's your training you know um yeah yeah you know and so um so there are a lot there are a lot of good um you know stuff out there there's um i use a hashtag dietitians of instagram yeah so uh, there is a whole community out there of dietitians using instagram to um, promote um knowledge about nutrition yeah so you can, you know, for instance, you can just, you know, use use certain kinds of hashtags. You know, you know, Derek. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, we are now seeing some of the food, right? Uh, that is, uh, I believe, this is your manhunt preparation. So maybe you want to talk actually, a little bit about this, uh, Derek. Well, actually, it was. Um, it's actually this is food. Actually, more for um my, um. This was actually the, the food I was taking during COVID recovery. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But COVID actually, recovery. it's it's actually not too uh different from what I normally eat anyway in in preparation for manhunt. So, again, we we emphasize on uh balance. Okay, balance. So again, you you notice I've got the carbs there. I've got the of course I use brown rice. Yeah. So there's a you know higher fiber carb. Okay. Uh, slow release, low GI. And then I've got the meat over there, okay, on the top left, the protein for to, to build the muscle. Uh, and then I've got the veggies and different cuts of veggies. So this is a typical what I call um balanced meal, uh, you know, uh, that I'll eat normally. So it helped me in preparation for manhunt, and it definitely helped me a lot when I was recovering from COVID as well. Yeah. So again, another example, you know, the veggies, the brown rice, and then that's that's a fish soup. Okay. Yeah. So it's a waste of protein, veggie, and then and then a low GI carb, yeah. So um, I mean, it sounds you know really simple, but then you know sometimes it's doing the the consistent thing, you know, but doing consistency, but having variety in consistency. You notice I don't I don't eat the same vegetable all the time, I don't eat the same um, kind of protein all the time. The only thing the only thing the same is actually um, the brown rice. Yeah, so you know, but look, it looks very tasty, Derek. I got to say that it because is. it looks very yummy and uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah. But it's it's not that bad, right? I mean, when we look at the no, uh, content, what are what yeah. are we seeing here right now, Derek? What are we seeing? So here? this is a uh, noodles, yeah, noodles with veggies, uh, chicken, uh, chicken breast, and then um, you know, in a in a in a broth, and then with chilies and lem um and lime, yeah, and then um, lime is is just going to give a nice sour taste, and also um. Acidity also helps to lower the the glycemic index of a food, yeah. So and then I was having barley as well. Um, so this was one of my COVID recovery foods actually. Yeah, it's nice to have a you know hot soup and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, Derek. Um, yeah. I've been in the fitness industry for more than twenty three years. I got to be very yeah. honest with you. When when yeah. preparation comes in, I mean there are different yeah. preparation. I've seen yeah. varieties of reasons. Yeah. Um, people uh, going through a big highs and lows in their mm -hmm. diets. Mm -hmm. Uh, when someone say goes on a diet, and usually what yeah. I've done, perhaps I can share this with you. Sure. Um, this happened about a few years back, and I told myself mm. that I'm going on a diet. I'm going to go yeah. on a complete crash on zero mm. sugar diet. Okay. So which means that I'm eliminating all kind of sugars in my diet for the next 14 days. Mm. Okay. Derek, um, to be honest and to be very truthful, on the seventh day, I was driving. My petrol, the the, the 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 petrol in my tank is full, but automatically I turn into the petrol station. I don't know why. I stopped. I went in, opened the refrigerator. 
I took out a can. I, there's bottles, but I want a can. Yeah, yeah. I took a can. It's full of sugar. Uh-huh. I don't want to say the name. I bring <laughs> okay. it back. Yeah. I open it up. Yeah. The feeling, the visual, and the smell, mm. and the yeah. hearing. And I drank yeah. it. Yeah. Then only I got my control back. So what is happening here, Derek? What exactly has happened? I did 14 days diet. On the sure. seventh day, I just screwed it. Why is that so? So it, you see, sometimes they say, you know, the forbidden food or the forbidden fruit tastes sweeter. You see? So in a sense, when you, when you went on, on a restriction, um, it set yourself up for craving, you see. <laughs> you see, it set yourself up for craving and then when you kind of gave in your cravings and you felt lousy. But remember, we're talking about guilt, right? Um, why do we need to, why do we need to do that? You know, why do we need to go into this whole set yourself up for craving and then go guilt and then, you know, to heck with it. And then I'll, then after I'll go into a rubbish thing, way of eating. And then it, it doesn't help, you see? Yeah. So rather than, you know, depriving yourself of the sugar, but then it says, you know, uh, let's look, you know, what, what, uh, where is the sugar in my diet, the refined sugar, then how can I maybe reduce it? Okay. So instead of having the you know this um uh you know um sugar uh, beverage you know um, maybe like every day you know maybe I'll cut down to me twice a week or something, or use a sugar-free substitute, you know uh, something like that. So it's so rather than completely cutting it off, yeah, uh going like uh maybe it's it's almost like going a, like a cold turkey, you know. Yeah, um, it's the same thing, you know, for instance, with um, anything like, you know, like smoking cessation, you know, it's, you know, we do a sort of gradual kind of a stepwise reduction rather than just cutting it totally. Lah. Yeah, I mean, some people could do it, but it doesn't naturally work for everyone, you see. Yeah, it's a slow reduction, you see, yeah. And it's sort of changing habits. So that's the thing, when you, shocking the body into something um, doesn't always work. Yeah, not everyone necessarily has that willpower. To kind of say, okay, I'm not going to do that. And in the first place, why do you need to do that? You see, yeah, what? Why are we setting ourselves up for failure? See, when our guilt. See, and then, uh, so why? Why are we? Why are we punishing ourselves that way? You know, why are we treating our bodies ourselves that way? And then, which brings us to another question: How do we see ourselves? What is our relationship with food? Yeah, what is your relationship with your body? I keep on going back to that again and again because I realize a lot of people do not have a good relationship with their bodies. They do not have a good relationship with food. They have a love-hate relationship and then eventually they, it affects their self-esteem. You see? Yeah, so these the, the three things are actually very closely related to each other. Yeah, so it's about the psychology of eating and food, yeah. You know, one thing I'm 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 uh, trying to understand. You are mixing mm. love with food that we yes. need to love our food. I, I, is that right? Yes. Is that it, Derek? Yes, you need to love your food, and I mean, I love my food. You know, we live in Singapore. We live in a food paradise. You know, we have access to you know the the varieties of food. You know that is other people will 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 be envious about. You know, we we live in a food paradise. We should be enjoying. The variety of food that we have, you see, but in a sort of you know in a measured way, you know, and with treats, you know, and with balance, uh, but keeping your core, you know, you you know what you your your core should be, you know, like 80, 70, 80 percent of the time, you know, you, you should be meeting what your requirements are, and then you know 20, 30 percent of the time, you give yourself a bit of treats, yeah. So it doesn't have to be hundred percent one way, you know, one hundred percent all strict, and then 
uh, and then you need to have a cheat day or whatever. I mean, I, again, why, why do we need a cheat day or cheat meal? You know, I mean, I, already the word cheat, you know, sounds as if, you know, they're like, it, it seems to suggest, you know, again, you're like cheating or it leads to some guilt, you know, again, I, I, I don't like this to say, yeah, we need to change the conversation around eating and food and, and for want of a better word, diet, yeah. We, we, we really need to change that whole conversation yeah so that's that's what that's what i do that's what a lot of my fellow nutritionists and dietitians are doing we are trying to change the conversation around food yeah. and around your body well said, uh, well said derek i think the psychology yeah. of hearing the word positively uh yes. is like telling uh, a son i mean uh, telling a dad that your son play a fantastic tennis but mm. he can improve by day by day eventually he can be a great player. You know, using the choices of words, I think it plays yes. a very, very important part in your yes. uh, aspect of as a dietitian. Um, then yeah. I'm going to jump into the next question. Of course, our viewers are welcome to ask questions and engage uh, Derek on the founder and principal dietitian at Eat Right Nutrition Consultancy. He's here for the next one hour, so you can engage him. Um, Derek, this is the next question that we are going to go in right now. Uh, how can I avoid foods that cause me to have uncomfortable symptoms? Okay, so uncomfortable symptoms, I'm, I mean, there, there can be many kinds of symptoms. So I assume you're talking about more uncomfortable like uh, gastro symptoms, like, you know, like what, probably bloating or uh, pain and things like that. So, um, so so a lot of people have this, you know, kind of uncomfortable symptoms and some people have something called irritable bowel syndrome, okay? which is like, you know, that's a common condition, uh, gas, bloating, uh, pain, and then also with diarrhea, constipation and all that. So um, sensitive gut. Uh, so we, we do have a very effective diet therapy. Yeah. Um, to actually control the um these symptoms. Um, so we call it the low FODMAP diet. So um, okay, I'm just going to type it here. Um, F-O-D-M-A-P. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and so it's, it's, it's basically trying to limit the intake of certain sorts of sugars that are fermentable in our diet. And then um, so that you reduce the fermentation and reduce the gas production. Yeah. Uh, and then that will give quite a bit of relief. Lah. So, um, and these are actually very, very common kinds of foods. Uh, yeah. Uh, for instance, like, you know, your beans, your onions, garlic, um, certain kinds of fruits, um, you know, milk, things like that are um, very common foods. Uh, again, we're not saying you can't eat these, but, you know, you've got to uh, maybe limit some of these, you know, if you're going through a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, kind of a bad flare up of some of these symptoms. Uh. Yeah, uh, and then uh, so uh, see a, a lot of my patients come with 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 you know with IBS and they help them through. Uh, we manage the diet, get them to temporarily restrict some of these, and then their symptoms get better. And then later on, we we reintroduce them. We call it rechallenge, and then we see what level they can um, tolerate, so they they can eat out normally as well. So at, at the end of the day, we want people to be able to have a certain sense of normality when they eat rather than being totally restrictive for the rest of their life. So even in um, these sort of conditions, uh, the, the restriction is just temporary. Yeah. And then reintroduction and then, uh, and, and it works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very effective. Yeah. You know, Derek, um, as we build on that, 
particular question and even mm. dive in deeper. Um, yep. Do you think that in the Asia context, mm-hmm. um, that dietitian or the nutritionist is much needed as as well as the exposure compared to Western countries? Because right now, if you look at here, uh, everybody is becoming a, a guru in whatever they, as long as mm. they know their knowledge, yep. they become a guru. Yep. So yep. what sets apart? You know, someone who's just looking through the net and getting all the information and trying on themselves, are mm. they putting themselves into malnutrition or dehydrated or probably certain kind of minerals and vitamins are not there, maybe the iron or the potassium? Yeah. Or is that yeah. could lead to a dangerous situation if they prolong this kind of diet on their own? Yeah, so yeah, so definitely. I mean, there's a lot of this experimentation going on. Oh, I heard this diet works on this, you know, so-and-so influencer, I'm going to try it, you know, and then you try it and then say, you know, um, you, you, you don't know what it works, you know. I mean, if it works for one person, it doesn't mean to works on another. So um, that's where we come to this thing about um, the role of genetics, you know. Um, I think previously, I think there was a question flash about the role of genetics in nutrition. So what works for one person may not work on another. Yeah. Um, and then there are some diets which, you know, totally won't work at all. You know, like for instance, <laughs> like... Uh, a water diet, you know, that, that is probably the worst one. You're just drinking water, you know, basically you're, you're basically you're starving yourself, uh, yeah. Um, but then there are some that possibly could work for a period of time, for certain types of individuals. Maybe a keto diet, you know, uh, maybe intermittent fasting. It could work, but then there are genetic, there are individual genetics at play. See, so, uh, so we don't have a one size fits all. See, so that's why it's. It's kind of hard to kind of generalize. It says, oh, so because it works for that celebrity or that influencer, it should work for me. Yeah. So that is a very, very, very dangerous assumption. Yeah. So because you need to look at other factors. So genetics, one thing, you know, your your your, your personal um uh you know uh, medical conditions and stuff like that. See. So that's why it's always important to again come back to the uh you know, to the proper healthcare professionals. Uh, you know, dietitians, nutritionists, we are here. We are, we are, we are here to 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 guide you along the way. Yeah. Direct. It's a personal question, so that our yeah. viewers also may be able to understand that, and probably they sure. already know it's not a rocket science. Yeah. Nutritionists, yeah. dietitian, are they the yeah. same? Uh yeah. So there is uh so some uh there's there's some differences. Okay. Uh, thank thanks for asking the question. So, um, so nutritionists will um so both nutritionists and dietitians, uh you know uh, a similar in a sense that you know for the uh for general um general uh, healthy population um you know a general balanced eating uh and also for non-medical sorts of uh conditions like you know sports and stuff like that um nutritionists that's what they they generally will do okay yeah in promotion of in you know, healthy eating balanced diets um things like that um dietitians uh so, so when it comes to medical conditions, though, um, so that's when the dietitians got to step in and then do we call it medical nutrition therapy. So we have to manage medical conditions uh, using food and nutrition as a therapy. So, for instance, diabetes, yeah, or heart disease or kidney failure, um, and then we have to we have to look at the uh, the disease aspect of it, yeah, uh, and then that that requires certain sort of clinical training as well, yeah. 
So I would say uh, that's 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 sort of the main difference, lah. You know, but uh, by and large, for the you know, for the general healthy population, um, yeah, we can you know choose to see either a, a nutritionist or a dietitian. But once it gets to a bit more of a, a medical um, condition, um, that's when that's when the dietitians have have got to step in. Yeah. Thank you, Derek, and uh, thank you, viewers, who are watching this uh, on the topic of uh, nutrition confusion by Derek Ong, dietitian as well. He's here to be in the next 30 minutes. So if you do have a question, please ask us or engage him. Uh, we are more than happy to answer those questions. Uh, Derek, we are going to the next particular question that, you know, we often hear in the, in everywhere, right? Oh, we should be eating eight meals a day. Chao kui tiao, mi go ring. Yong tao fu. Uh, what should we add? Burgers, hot dogs. Yep. That's already five. What's mm -hmm. the three more? Uh, fries. Uh, yeah. fried rice and noodles. Yeah. So eight meals, is that right? Okay, so <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, uh, again, if you're trying to keep to a calorie budget, I, I assume this is the, where the question is coming from is someone who's trying to maybe maintain weight or trying to lose weight or, or not gain too much weight. Um, so it's interesting because uh, during COVID time, a lot of people actually gain weight. Um, and a lot of my patients, because, you know, they're all stuck at home, a bit bored, right? Then they started eating more. So they started eating more times in a day. And you just you just do the math, like, you know, you just eat more, your opportunities to get more calories increases. And so your overall daily calorie intake goes up. And is it any surprise? Then you 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 exercise less. So a lot of people actually became very sedentary, you know. Is it any wonder you got calorie surplus? And then you um you gain weight. <laughs> so so the question, how many times a day should I eat? Um actually it doesn't really matter. Some people do it three, some they do it do five smaller meals, as long as you keep to your calorie budget. Yeah. Um some people just don't have the habit of, of eating multiple meals a day. Some people's lifestyle does not allow them to take multiple meals a day. Yeah, they just have you know three meals, you know, or sometimes even two big meals, you know. Um, of course, the less meals you have, the 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 chances of not meeting your nutritional requirements goes up. Okay, whereas you've got more opportunities to eat, your your chances of you know covering your bases goes higher. Yeah, there's some there's there's a very popular diet now called the one meal a day diet. Okay, yeah, people only eat one meal a day. Um, I do not personally know how you can meet all your nutritional requirements in one meal vitamins minerals and then the micros and macros all in one meal you're definitely going to end up um you know uh deficient in some way or you've got a very large stomach <laughs> you know uh how, how how do you how do you possibly do that you see yeah yeah so that's that's the thing you see um so it really doesn't matter as long as you keep to your calorie budget again from a weight management perspective of course if you're trying to gain weight which I was during, you know, um, gain muscle mass. I had to eat more meals in a day. That was the only way I could increase my calorie intake and increase my protein and calories. See, because I had a specific more thing in mind. See. So I was eating up to, you know, like five, five, five times a day. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, we also been seeing your Instagram post that you're always in the gym, yeah, for the past. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, during your preparation. <laughs> preparation so not just gym so that's the other thing also about in terms of exercise i do a variety of exercises so gym is one and then i did uh so rock climbing and bouldering but unfortunately i had an accident so that's why i had a finger injury here <laughs> you can read it on my 
in IG post how I got the injury. Um, and then I also do you know like running, swimming, and all that. So as with diet, so it is in exercise as well. Again, I'm not an expert here in exercise, but you know, I, I like to have a variety when I do exercise. Some cardio, some weight training, some uh skill-based training, you know, keeps me engaged and and um you know interested. Yeah. So I don't I know there's some people who go to the gym like five times a week. Uh, God bless you. You know, you can do that. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. I would I would get bored. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I needed a variety of exercise. So during the in the in the preparation for Manhunt, so I did increase um the number of times I went to exercise and I did in uh, more varieties of different sorts of exercises to keep me engaged. So exercise doesn't become a chore. It becomes an enjoyment, see. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the process of you know gaining mass is isn't a, a job, it's it, it becomes a joy. You see, yeah, because I enjoy doing. Well said, uh, Derek. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. nowadays the people start exercising or they start to use the word diet when the scale uh, goes up. So that's uh, yes. not very healthy. Uh, yes. But viewers, you are watching this. This is Derek Ong, dietitian, who is spending hours with us for the past forty-two minutes on the topic of nutrition confusion. Uh, yes. Derek, we have a viewer right now by the name of Ranjini, yes. and she said, yeah. Hi, Vanan Derek. Nowadays, vegetarian stalls are having more dishes on vegan mock meat. Is it advisable? So, probably she's looking at the content, the mixtures. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, this depends on the mock meat. What is, what do they use for the mock meat? Yeah. So, um, so there are some that, um, I mean, if you look at some of the more the traditional kind of the, I'm more familiar with the Chinese vegetarian. Yeah. So <laughs> because you use mock meat, I immediately, it's, it's very popular in Chinese vegetarian. They would use gluten, which is a type of protein that's derived from uh, wheat and flour. So that's a, that's a lower quality kind of uh, protein. Yeah. Um, so probably not, uh, if you want to really kind of, make sure you're, you're getting the, the full spectrum of proteins, not the best. Um, of course, there are some, you know, like the mock meats that are made of better quality plant-based proteins. So once you use a mixture of soy and then different legumes, uh, peas and stuff like that, then that's probably um, nutritionally higher quality. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't totally rubbish them. I mean, you've got to look and ask, uh, so what is your mock meat made of, you know? You know, uh, is it mainly gluten or is it, you know, there's, you've got a mixture of other plant-based proteins. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, yeah. I would start from Thank there. you, Derek. Thank yeah. you, Ranjini, for the uh, particular question. Yeah. And uh, as we dive in more deeper and mm. deeper to the ocean, uh, Derek, you know, food like, you know, we can't see what exactly is going in, especially when we take a fish bowl. It tastes so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally, after a couple of fish balls and the soup, Mm. Um, I mean, God knows what's inside. Um, mm. And then suddenly, you know, I feel very dehydrated. I feel like ah. drinking a full reservoir. Yeah. But, you know, think about it. Um, it only costs three, four bucks for the fish yeah. ball soup. Yeah. Finish everything up. Clean it up. You know, finish yeah. all the fish balls. And after that, yeah. you feel so dehydrated. What exactly yeah. is happening, Derek? So, so we know that fish ball is... Uh, actually, fish balls are a, a form of processed meat. Um, so what is look at what's what fish ball is made of? So it's made of some fish meat, but then you mix it with flour, and then you've got to add uh, salt inside as, as as a form of processing and preservation. Okay. Um, 
So there is definitely it's quite high sodium. So that's one thing. And then um, then you've got the soup, which again, you know, you have to use sodium, you know, you, you're gonna you gotta flavor it some way, see. So you got sodium plus sodium. So once you finish that, um, basically it's a huge sodium load. Okay. And then you become very thirsty because your body your body senses a, a sodium load. It needs to get rid of excess sodium. So your body needs to maintain a certain level of sodium. Okay. So then through a certain mechanisms, you know, which I won't go through, um, you know, you know, the body signals, okay, you know, okay, time drink more water, then after that, then you will pass it out in the urine. Okay. Your body is wants to maintain a certain level called homeostasis. So your body is very good at maintaining a moderation, you see. So even the body knows what moderation is. It does not go to extremes. It wants to, yeah. So, and some people are just more sodium sensitive than others. Okay. So again, we're talking about genetics, right? Yeah. Some people can get away with eating large amounts of sodium and not have their blood pressure go through the roof. Where some people just a little bit of sodium and oh no, they're, they're like, you know, the, the blood pressure already goes up, you know, the ring density. So unfortunately, life is not very fair in a sense, uh, you know. So, and then so for this group of people who are more sodium sensitive, and this one we find out through a genetic test, uh, then we'll say, you know, focus more on processed meat, you know, and then what are the main sources of sodium in the diet? Let's see how we can cut that down. Not totally, again, not to say you can't eat fish balls forever. That's not what we're saying, you know, but how many times are you eating it in a week? Can we reduce that or can we replace that something? You know, or maybe taking fish, sliced fish soup um, rather than fish ball soup. Okay, at least you reduce some of the sodium. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Derek. Uh, for that particular uh, answers that you're given for viewers, we have another question here. Hi, Derek. What are the signs and symptoms of not eating enough of certain nutrition? Okay. Uh, yeah. I know this well, can be very deep, uh, but maybe, you know, you are the expert, just, Derek. Yeah, so we'll just take one example because there are, there are, there are too many nutrients here. Uh, let's say, for instance, um, let's take example of iron, for instance. Okay, so iron so uh, iron deficiency is actually uh, pretty common. Uh, it's common in certain groups of people, among women, among people who follow plant-based diets. Um, and uh, yeah, so what are signs symptoms of iron deficiency? You start feeling very tired. Uh, fatigued, um, skin may be, you know, pale, um, and then you may fall sick more frequently. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when, you know, if you do have signs and symptoms, you just go for blood check, uh, blood checkup, and then you can find, oh, yep. your iron level's low. Yeah. And then there's dietary ways we can kind of manage that as well. So just, just one example. Some uh, nutrients, uh, you, you can't really tell just by feeling okay yeah there are certain things that say oh I'm, I'm i'm actually fine you see um but it's it's kind of takes a bit of a longer time to kind of show effect for instance like um vitamin d for instance which has become very very popular because of covid you see a lot of people are actually vitamin d deficient without them knowing because they just go about their normal lives you know there's no problem but then um but then let's say they get covid and then we know that those with low vitamin d they get covid they there's just chances of getting severe COVID, you know, it's, it's much, much higher, see? Yeah. And then that's when, but then sometimes a bit too little, too late to see. Yeah. So some things you won't know, see, <laughs> until something hits you. La. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's, you, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And uh, of course, um, as what well, Derek has explained very clearly, I mean, 
you need to understand about your body is just that at all times the body is communicating with us. It's just that we refuse to listen. Then when the issue comes in, then we said, "Oh, I got a bone pain. I go to need to see a orthopedic. Oh, my yeah. heart is blood pressure is all around. Then I go to see a cardiologist." Yeah. But then you should be able to understand. So yearly checkup is very important, um, yes, and yeah. also to understand your, for your body type what kind of food is yeah. good, like what Derek has just explained. So seeing yeah. a dietitian is also very important, just to make sure that you know what you are putting inside these precious body or temple or whatever you want to call it church or mosque or whatever it's a beautiful system that we have that is constantly working for us but if we start putting in rubbish and we don't understand that that is the time that the body decide not to communicate with us so people watching this you know what to do please do your medical screening do your medical checkups yearly speak with derek understand about your body type know what to eat because nowadays derek it seems like food is the medicine right now Last time medicine yeah. was the food, but right yeah. now people are getting into more into this awareness of eating it right, and I think yes. that is exactly your consultancy is about eat right nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about food as as medicine, uh, maybe I'll just talk a little bit about um, my recent experience with COVID. Yeah, so I, I just I just I just recovered from COVID actually just sort of recently, and um, so along the way, so the the meals I was eating was you know that that was supporting my my recovery the meals that you saw you see so the balanced meal the brown rice you know, the the proteins um the veggies for antioxidants yeah so the proteins was helping me to um preserve muscle mass because you know i i was you know stuck in the, stuck in my room um and uh I, I needed to kind of you know do as much to preserve muscle mass i wasn't moving around so much so i didn't eat so much rice and carbos yeah but i still had some and then also um i did quite a bit of uh, supplementation during this period okay so more vitamin c d zinc and then fish oil as well to reduce inflammation so um that was how i used uh, nutrition to help me recover from covid um better um so um i I'm, might I'm have to say that you know i i, I felt very well uh, i only had a bit of cough and you know a bit of phlegm um i did not have the sore throat um i did not feel lethargic i did not have fever um, and yeah, it was, you know, it, it was, it was very mild to see, and I believe, um, nutrition was a large part of, large part of that. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Um, I think viewers are engaging you with more questions that's coming yeah. up. Uh, viewers, we have another about, a uh, 10 minutes. So if you do have any more questions, please roll it out, uh, type it out, please share the video so that your loved ones or anybody who in your friend list may need Derek's assistances for them to live better, eat better. Don't go on diets. Go and see a great nutrition niece or even a dietitian to have your correct amount of food intake at the same time. Know your body type. So we have uh, Shakespeare King. Thank you, Shakespeare King, for your supportive over copy with Vance and with Derek's uh, speech on uh, nutrition confusion. So Derek, any good advice for Muslim fitness enthusiasts on how to maintain muscle mass and strength during Ramadan? Because our friends... Yeah. Our, follow, our follow friends um, mm. go on a fasting every year. So those yes. who are in the certain routine exercises, they go mm. into fasting. So they may yeah. feel lethargic and feel hungry, mm. but they still with the greatest faith, with sure. the religious purposes, they're able yeah. to break their fast. But during that period, Derek, um, how is it to be done? Or our, our viewer is asking us a question. 
Yeah, so this this is of course it. This is this is very uh ch this is very challenging. You see, so during Ramadan, um, because of the restriction in um Ramadan is actually a form of intermittent fasting. Yeah, I mean if you look at it, you know you're you know given a, a window in which you could eat. Your, so it is a form of intermittent fasting. So um, and it works for some people. Yeah. So I'd say during that that short window of that you know that eight hours whatever you can eat, uh, make sure okay maintaining muscle mass. Um, the protein intake uh, has to go up, has to go up during this period, yeah. So because your ca overall calorie intake is definitely going to go down. Um, some people still maintain exercise regime during Ramadan. I take my hat off to them. Some people will taper off, so you can have to kind of do a bit of fine tuning. Uh, but definitely, uh, the, the the protein has to go up uh, significantly, and then you've got to make the most of that of the eating window. You know your your breakfast, and then um, if it's called sahu, right? Yeah, and then um, and then then the early morning meal, uh, that's hot. Got to be you know um, got to be very 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 nutritious, high in protein, and then the and then you try to have a snack in between as well, and you try to get your fruits and veggies and all that. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say that's that really is the way, la, Yeah, um, to kind of um, uh, take yeah. So the micros and macros, yeah, definitely as well. It depends on how much your stomach is able to to manage. You know, I mean, there's only so much that you can eat. See, yeah, but definitely, I would actually increase the. Um, I would you know uh increase protein intake significantly. Any uh, one and a half times to to two times the normal kind of uh, protein intake, um uh during 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 time of of, of Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. Um, among other things. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so, Derek, we are going to go for another one more question here. Uh, does yeah, snacking sure. throughout the day increase our metabolism? Our metabolism. metabolism. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so then there's there's different sorts of schools of thought. Yeah. So, um, there is something called thermic thermic effect of food. So when you when you eat and you digest a food, you actually burn calories. Believe it or not, <laughs> the the act of digestion does burn calories. Yes, so snacking through a day does does increase our metabolism. But if you're going to be burning, if you're going to be snacking high calorie snacks, then probably it's you know the amount of calories that you input is going to be you know so much more than what you're going to be burning through the thermic effect of food through digestion. Yeah. Uh, then it may negate the increases in the you know the the the, the metabolism. Yeah. So the thermic effect food does have just a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it could work for you. Yeah. But we, thank you, careful. Derek. You got to choose you. the healthier snacks. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Shalin, for that particular question. Uh, as we can see, a lot of uh, viewers are right now very um, interested and excited to know about uh, food. Uh, they want to know about their diet. I mean, like you said, very. Uh, beautifully, the word diet has to be changed. Yeah. Uh, psychologically, when someone says diet, go on a diet. Oh, yeah. I should refrain from the food. So the brain starts, uh, all our hormones start to go in a haywire this, uh, yeah. in a path. And our yeah. dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, even our endorphins are just crazily uh, going into a sad mode, right? When yeah. you say, don't go on a, don't go on a diet. Um, thank you, Derek, uh, for this uh, past almost one hour of uh, your precious time with us for second time round at Kopi with Vance. Um, before we just uh, going to end our, end our session in a few more minutes and waiting for final questions from our viewers, uh, it's a personal question, uh, Derek, that uh, we are not planned for. As much as we evolve in our food, especially in Singapore, 
you know, we live in. It's a multi-culture with tons of food. Um, on a hot day, right? On a perfectly hot day, uh, I'm exhausted, I'm dehydrated, and and I walk into a place, I open up the refrigerator, I see a lot of full sugar. So basically, um, it is something that I need to replen replenish myself quickly. So it is a little psychology as well um, in, in terms of food discipline and someone have to you know make sure that they don't over go over their budget in terms of how many grams of sugar I should take or how much of carbs I'm going to take. So yeah. eventually, if you look at it, the pandemic is actually increasing in weight gain. Uh, yes. People are actually yeah. becoming more weight gain, gain weight, mm -hmm. weight more. Yeah. And the movements, because we have elevators, bus, MRT, uh, escalators to make us be comfortable. So do you think that, you know, even though our local government is pushing a lot on SG Active and even our health promotion board are very strict about the, the food that we Singaporeans are eating and even mm -hmm. certain drinks, if you look at it, the amount of sugar level is reduced. Yeah. Some are yeah. less sugar, some are zero sugar. Where yeah. are we heading in, in terms of our generation if we don't have a certain discipline uh, as diabetes is always in the high rise in Singapore mm -hmm. and obesity as well? Yeah. Where are we heading if we don't have the discipline in the upcoming years or even for our next generation? Yeah, um, so Ben Sajid, uh, I just want to say that actually not everyone put on weight during during COVID. I say some people actually lost weight because some people actually increased the physical activity. They started doing more meal prep. So it's it's it wasn't always you know, weight gain is not always inevitable in a in a pandemic. Uh, but I I see where you're where you're coming from, you know. Um you know the government, the authorities want us to eat, eat healthier and stuff like that because you know that you know diabetes does come with a big healthcare cost. You see, so, um, so I think the the way I would see it is that you know, um, building a good relationship with food again, coming back to the whole thing, um, loving our food, loving our food culture, uh, we've got a great food culture in Singapore. I I don't want to see it go away. You know, I still want to, I still want my chakwetiao <laughs> occasionally. I still love my, you know, um wantan me and everything i i still love that you know that's that's part of being singaporean you see uh but again how do we have you know a bit in 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 that moderation you see yeah again having you know so maybe occasionally i'll treat myself to this is this or that you know but then 70 80 80 percent of the time there's a certain base you know i i build a solid base i know fruits veggies my whole grains my proteins you know whatever i i know my base then after that then the 20 30 percent is discretionary you see yeah so having really having that more balanced uh sensible approach and sustainable approach yeah so the thing is sustainability ask yourself if you go down a certain way of eating is this sustainable is this something you can do in the long run you see yeah ask yourself honestly yeah yeah so i i that's that's where i would come from yeah. thank you derek um we just have one more we were on a, a particular question i think uh we shall take this. Um, of course, as we talk about uh, all the favorite foods around us all the time and making us, you know, great appetite for the food. So our lens too has asked us, Derek, yeah. what are some examples of food which are lower in calories and yet have a high level of satiation? Yeah, so these are the foods that are lower calories. So they, are, they tend to be the foods that are higher in fiber. Yeah, higher in fiber and higher in lean protein. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, you know, there's there's examples. So from um, uh, we, we talk about, for instance, like uh, legumes, you know, nuts and you know, legumes actually are very high in fiber and protein, and they are very very satiating as well. See, 
and the calories aren't, aren't that all that high. See? So I'd say, you know, uh, take more plant-based protein, you know, especially from, from the, the pulses, pulses and legumes. Yeah. So that's one example. Um, other examples, of course, you know, you've got your fruits and veggies, you see. Yeah. So it tend to be quite high for, but the calorie density isn't very high, you know, for most of them. Um, so those those are kind of stuff, you see. And then of course, um, with the with with the protein foods, you see, like lean protein. Okay. Um, so you've got, you know, for instance, the humble egg, you know, for instance, yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, that's 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 one, you know. Um, you know, of course, some people take chicken breast. After a while, it gets a bit boring, you know. Uh, that's one, you know, but you know, that's you know, there's there, 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 there are so many other kinds of things you can actually eat. So just just a couple examples, uh, yeah. Uh, higher fiber stuff. So again, your whole grains, yeah. So your polygrain bread, um, uh, brown rice, yeah, yeah. So you know, you, you don't need to eat a lot to be full, see, yeah. Thank you, Derek, um, for spending your precious one hour of your time with us at Kopi Advance. Derek, before we sign off, um, any quotes for viewers or how they can connect with you if they want to, you know, make sure that they are eating right how they can connect with you and your and any quotes that you have for our viewers. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you can connect with me. Um, uh, so you can go to our website. So that's uh, www.eatright.sg. Yeah, so that's uh, Eat Right Nutrition Consultancy. Uh, and then we are also on, um, we are on both on Facebook as well as, as Instagram. You can uh, private message us there. Um, you can book appointments. I see face to face as well as as virtually as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think that's you know in terms of of you know uh, connecting with me, and then uh, I guess for for quote is uh, again, um, being happy, being happy with who you are, um, having a and having a good relationship with food. So I think the the thing I would like to you know uh, kind of um, leave with with everyone is question is what is your relationship with food yeah i think that's that's there's something uh to think about what is your relationship with food because uh, a good relationship with food means you have a good relationship with your body a good relationship with yourself yeah and then uh you will achieve and a lot of these things will actually kind of uh, settle themselves uh, yeah thank you derek uh for that amazing one hour of engagement of your expertise yeah. with our weavers and with me Kopi events. Thank you yeah. so much. And happy uh, Dietitian Day on the 9th of March. And the whole month of uh, March is, of course, it's dedicated to the nutrition. awareness of health and food and nutrition as well. Um, you said it very well. Have a good connection. Love your food. But understand deficit versus deposit. Uh, it's better to get checked with a nutritionist yeah. or dietitian to make sure that yeah. you know what you're putting inside, you know. Yeah. And uh, do not try to go on a certain diet which you just read about. Or when your friends say, you know what, I lost 20 kg. Don't eat anything for 15 days. You will lose 30 kg. You know, some kind of, you know, weird diets yeah. and gurus out there. So please be very careful. Thank you, Derek, for your Thank one you. hour of your precious time. Thank you so much. We will definitely get connected. And uh, we wish you all the best on your job. And of course, for helping out more people to create this awareness. Thank you. Thanks so much, Benz. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So that's uh, Derek Ong, the uh, principal dietitian at Eat Right, also the founder at the Nutrition Consultancy. Um, thank you, viewers. Um, thank you so much for all the messages that's coming in. 
Um, yes, when we talk about nutrition topic, it can just go hours and hours and hours. Um, in fact, I and Derek share the same vision, right? The word diet is actually pretty much very depressing. Um, you all know that as a coach, uh, past 23 years, uh, I don't use the word diet. I always say good, balanced food. Let's go for some coffee. Let's go for some good food. But try to understand that. And that's what exactly how beautiful, you know, Derek has put in. But food is not just about filling up your stomach. It's about filling your nutrition. It's about filling your vitamins, your minerals, your irons, your fibers, your carbohydrates. But unfortunately, when we say diet, we just restrain from all kinds of food. And then we go into a depression in terms of food. You see, Derek said food is love. Love is food. Um, if we don't love our food, uh, I think uh, it's going to be very, very uh, depressing. Um, as I shared with uh, Derek on the aspect of uh, how we should be. Okay, just hang on. I'm just going to um, get his website so that, you know, if you guys have uh, any questions or if you want to engage on uh, on a certain diet for yourself, you shouldn't be using the word diet. Yes, a food for yourself and, you know, not really getting fixed but make sure that you know what you're putting in the right amount of food. So there is the website of Derek Ong, www.eatright.sg. Um, as I was saying in the past 23 years, uh, as a coach, you know, go through a lot of um, people, you know, just want to get to lose weight or some who just want to gain, gain weight. Uh, but I think nutrition is something very important. It's about your liver, it's about your kidney, it's about your pancreas, it's about your lungs, it's about your cells, it's about your blood. Oh my God, we can just keep on talking about nutrition. And at the same time, we need to love our local nasi lama. You cannot go avoid it. You can't avoid that, right? At the same time, we love our chicken rice, Chinese chicken rice, Hainanese chicken rice. At the same time, we can't avoid our Malay brothers and sisters from nasi lama. And of course, the famous ever, the Indian mee goreng, mama mee goreng, or the Indian food, the banana leaf. So foods are always around us. But if we understand the deficit versus the deposit and the amount of calories that you're putting in, and the number of nutrition that you're putting in, the right amount of food that you're putting in, not overdoing it, you know, um, because whatever we are going to eat right now, abuse of system, it's definitely going to show us in the next 20, 30 years, probably even earlier right now. You hear all these cases right now. People having a diabetes at the age of 20, 25. People having a myocardium infarctions, heart attack at the age of 20, 25, 30. We used to see these numbers at 50s and 60s and 70s. Oh, this is for old people. No, no, no. It is for the young people as well because of the stress that we are going through, because of the food that we are just getting because of stress. We are eating because of stress. Um, just give you an example before we end the show. You're going for lunch stressful day, weather is just crazy, feeling humid, you're feeling hungry, or you're feeling frustrated over work that you need to get it done, and then you go to a coffee shop, there's young tofu, there's mee goreng, definitely you'll go for your mee goreng because your body will crave for that amount of calories with that high amount of content. And your body also understands the amount of taste. So we are going for taste in that emergency situation. But if we, like what Derek said, it's all about psychology. You know, if you eat an apple or drink some water before you go for your lunch, you feel like, mm, maybe I just want to take some sandwich. So this is how you manipulate your body. But at the same time, understand what is the requirement. And uh, so as usual, thank you, people. Uh, you can also engage Derek in Instagram. I'm just going to flash that as well. 
uh, just in case if you have any uh, question that you want to ask him. Um, let me just pull up the thing. Just give me a second, guys. Okay, um, Derek, he write at SG. So this is uh, his Insta. You can look uh, upon him at that. I follow him very closely. He was preparing for his manhunt. He was a man who was like <laughs> spending time in the gym, working out. And at the same time, you know, eating a very nutritious meal as well. He's setting up a very great example as a dietitian, as a person. And he loves the food. I think everybody is going to love him for what he said. Love your food. Okay, people. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we also have uh, eat. Uh, just hang on. I'm just pulling up that information as well. You can look up for him in both Insta and Facebook as well. I'm going to get it another one here. Okay, the food doctor. Here we go. At Derek underscore the underscore food underscore doctor. All right, look up if you need any assistance from Derek. This is your coach, Vance. Oh, no, I shouldn't be using coach. Coach is uh, nine to five. Yeah, this is Copy with Vance. Vance here. Uh, join me on my next topic. I can't just say, can't stop saying the word coach. So seasoned, right? So yes, <laughs> join me on my next topic uh, next Wednesday. Um, something very interesting we have planned for with a great speaker. Um, we are just diving in, throwing some ideas, picking on the brains to bring an interesting topic for viewers, especially at Kopi Events. Thank you so much for all the love messages that came in. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, CCNE. Uh, Shakespeare, I love your name, man. Shakespeare King. <laughs> I need to go and understand and read a book. Thank you, Ravi. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Ravi is a great friend of mine. Uh, thank you so much, Deepam, and so many who just uh, sending their loves and uh, appreciation. As usual, catch me on the next topic next week at Kopi with Vance, 9 p.m. I'll be here. You'll be here. I'll be catching you soon. For now, adios, amigos. <laughs>